0: Namaskar and welcome to Daily Global Insights episode 280. A shout out to our viewers to like this program so it can reach its maximum potential. Today is Wednesday, November the 17th and here are the main points. The European Union comes up with a plan to rival China's Belt and Road Overseas Infrastructure Plan. The Global Gateway will emphasize sustainability and the EU values to strengthen ties with partners. Digital connectivity is the focus of the 27 nation bloc. Sridharji, your thoughts on the EU initiative? Is it a little bit late?
1: Namaskar, good morning to everybody, and uh, you know, on this bright Wednesday morning on November the seventeenth, uh, looking forward to another exciting uh, session. Uh, I think EU has uh, EU has at last uh, got its act together. Uh, EU as a block is now beginning to recognize that it is a block and it needs to work far more effectively together with a consistent and cohesive policies. The fact that they have taken a step forward in their uh, attempt uh, to re-establish uh, the trade, uh, security and other dialogue with Asia is a very welcome step in my humble view. The question is, can they execute? Uh, is it too little too late? Never. There is nothing called too little too late. And I think their emphasis around sustainability, which is implementation of some of the climate policies, uh, the digital connectivity, which helps them to uh, you know get their message across from a policy's point of view. Uh, trade is obviously the enhancement of the trade with uh, over 54-55% of the GDP coming from Asia in the next 20 years. And then of course, uh, the Indo-Pacific Uh, Open platform and open trade, uh, where they are looking at both India and some of the friendly countries like Japan. I think it augurs very well, sir. I
0: think it is much needed. And China's October coal output rose to the highest since at least March 2015 after Beijing approved a raft. Of coal mine expansions to tame record prices and boost supplies. We have been telling you about the electricity shortage because of coal shortage because China stopped taking coal from Australia. Uh, Even though they may be starting this, there's going to be a lag before it actually reaches um, the common man. Sridharji, this is how I see it. Um, Do you think that China has gotten out of its power problem? No, I think the, the, that essentially are two significant
1: messages from here. One, uh, this message is coming out uh, just after the COP26 summit in Glasgow, right? Where India was branded the, uh, the garland that it was the one which was uh, playing hard on the coal policy, okay? But behind the back, it was China which was egging on and pushing. In fact, I tweeted once, which is to say at least a couple of publications calling them, Hey, you know, do you have different news sources? And is it not China, which is actively behind this coal? And lo and behold, a couple of days later, you have this announcement that is coming. In other words, as you rightly pointed out, Sri Ayaji, China has no other way other than using coal as powering not only its manufacturing, but powering its households. We covered this in DGI, their southern expansion around the Siberian desert, where uh, they want to use this coal supplied from Russia not only to uh, have the southern provinces, but also to have, uh, you know, the Russian uh, Siberian uh, households or whatever the infrastructure that is there to power. So I think that uh, what you are saying is very true. They probably will be less reliant on uh, their um, ethane. fossil fuels but more reliant on coal because you can't overnight not only change your uh, manufacturing as well as uh, power generation uh, from
0: one to the other. And uh, Biden presses Xi Jinping on Taiwan, human rights and belt road efforts that is at the epicenter of the controversy. The meeting concludes with each of them agreeing to keep the doors open but no let up on Taiwan. Sridharji, who called this meeting? I'm just curious. This is always the most important thing in such meetings.
1: Well, uh, who called this meeting? I think the backroom uh, dialogue on the on the on the threshold of uh, uh, on the threshold of uh, these uh, COPs 26 and the G20 summit there was an attempt, which is to say, we need to recommence the dialogue. Recall, we have again covered in DGI through several episodes that there has been attempted moves within this administration. Be it the Treasury, be it the Commerce Secretary, be it the Treasury Secretary, be it the Deputy uh, Secretary of State, there has been consistent attempts to reopen the dialogue with China. Um, whether Mr. Hunter Biden himself is involved, which was acknowledged by Mr. Biden uh, with regard to what needs to be done, we don't know. But there has been a set of players, not one single individual within the Biden administration who says we need to reopen the dialogue this is also anchored by kurt campbell who is the point man for him uh, in the specific in the asia pacific region so the dialogue has come to a knot uh, except that they said they'll keep the doors open and the taiwan in my humble view taiwan the position mr biden has taken augurs well which is to say there is no compromise on taiwan
0: And I hope India had some sort of an agreement with China that China will back off of LAC or something like that. Because essentially it was you know speaking for China as far uh, along with itself in the COP26. I hope. I don't know. Saudi UAE signal that OPEC plus will resist US calls to pump more oil. Right now, the crude is around $80 a gallon. But at the pump, Sridharji, it is still hovering between $4.50 to $5 a gallon. This is the lowest strata. If you think about regular un- regular unleaded, then there is premium unleaded. The regular unleaded itself is so high. Isn't this hurting the very people that they are trying to help? Well, the
1: uh, the inflation is running high, right? Now, we again covered in DGI two sessions ago that the inflation, the root cause for the inflation is three things. One is uh, energy prices. The second is around the food. The third is the, around the whole transportation and logistic cost which is driving the uh, the prices up, the inflation is at the highest. Now, what is the cure? According to Biden administration, more austerity and more outs will bring the inflation down. This is their kind of remedial uh, response to the inflation levels and for which is their own Uh, Representative Mr Manchin says he doesn't believe and he doesn't accept the fact that more money thrown at people is going to bring the inflation down when there are fundamental issues around logistics, around the uh, whole supply chain issues that has been self-inflicted. So unless and until we see some of these changes, uh, the inflation or the price at the gas station is not going to come down. sir.
0: And Iran and Saudi Arabia are talking but bad blood remains between the two rivals. Sridharji, this is essentially to grab the leadership of the Islamic community of the world, isn't it?
1: This is about the West Asian leadership. Who is driving the West Asian leadership? Uh, Iran has been more in news, especially after change of leadership occurred within the United States. Right. So change of leadership here implies since 2021, uh, when Mr Biden took over, you can see more and more flexing of the muscles by Iran and less and less presence of the Saudi Arabia. What has triggered uh, now this uh, flexing uh, and, uh, and the issues is around what is happening in Yemen and what is happening around the peace accords that has been struck by the West Asian nations barring Saudi Arabia with Israel. So, I think Saudis are saying, we are back in business. Yes, we want, we are happy to speak with Iraq, but on our terms.
0: And Israel and the Dubai air show symbolizes the new Middle East. Israel and the UAE commence free trade agreement discussions. Israel asks donor countries to restore payments to Palestinians. Uh, a little bit context here Sridharji, were uh, payments suspended to Palestinians? Well, I think that
1: the payments have been suspended uh, during, uh, during that period of uh, the Trump administration. Uh, if you recall, uh, it was resumed after uh, Biden came, uh, came back to power. He immediately released uh, some of the neighboring countries. He encouraged them to release. I think Mr. Bennett is saying, we are now beginning to see the difference between Hamas in Gaza versus the Palestinian Authority i think we may be able to work with the palestinians as long as the palestinians shed uh, the hamas and Hezbollahs uh, you know from their uh, you know from their uh, anchorship in terms of the advocacies so i think this is what you are beginning to see i think palestinians are also probably recognizing they have been taken for a ride uh, remember a lot of palestinians work in uh, you know uh, in, in israel Um, So I think that this, to me, this is probably a
0: positive step from the Israeli side as well, sir. And Naftali Bennett is unhappy with the United States overtures to Iran on nuclear talk resumptions and avoids contact with the negotiators. So Sridharji, Naftali Bennett has been uh, sort of under the radar for a bit, but now he's beginning uh, beginning to speak up, isn't it?
1: He's beginning to slowly speak up um, and he's asserting his right and he tried to uh, make a soft approach and an approach approach, which is namely to say, look, I've become the prime minister. I want to work with the world. I want to work with the nations. And, but at the same time, we cannot compromise on the sovereignty and the security of the state of Israel. Uh, the fact that he is uh, doing the West Asia deal, I mean, that the trade negotiations and trade partnerships with the West Asian countries. While at the same time he is trying to be conciliatory to uh, the Palestine uh, cause or the uh, the economic need, he has been very 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 clear in terms of punishing those who are trying to hurt, uh, be it in Syria, be it in Lebanon, be it in uh, uh, Iraq, uh, be it from any of these uh, resurgent groups uh, operating from outside uh, outside Iran. So therefore, the story is that. Uh, he is uh, and then he's very very clear he is at displeasure with uh, with the Iranian nuclear deal, especially when they are almost close to you know full enrichment and uh, yeah, to a nuclear weapon. And then um, Neftali has said there's no point in talking to them. They have not complied with any of the conditions. and you are saying, you know let's talk.
0: A request to all our viewers to like this video to help it go viral. and it looks like there is a lag when the video comes live on YouTube. Uh, the first few seconds are being missed out we apologize for that it used to be quite quick i think there's some change has happened we will hunt it down and we'll fix it but please do like this video as we go on to the next news item which is in united kingdom three terror arrests after the deadly hospital blast till now they have not said who these people are they have not been identified sridharji this is an ongoing problem why can't somebody say that this is the person responsible this is the person's name
1: well uh, mr Boris jansen uh, is slowly moving towards the wokism it looks like you know once upon a time he was far more uh, you know transparent and uh, you know far more uh, assertive in his leadership but now less and less information is coming out around any of these activities and this is a specific instance of an activity in the hospital and people have died and people have been injured and there has been arrest but without you know they don't name it because they are afraid that it may hurt the sentiments of some people.
0: Sir but it is also hurting the lives of some other people I'm I'm just uh, boggled. Um, NATO expresses concern over troop buildup around Ukraine. EU contemplates rapid deployment force by 2025 Without the help of United States, I hope they are not related. I mean, the build-up is in two thousand and twenty-one, Sridharji. Europe
1: is uh, a bargaining bureaucracy, sir. Everything takes a little bit of time, and uh, they woke up a bit late to uh, the Asian cost, which we covered as the first item in the DGI, the current uh, in today's program. Uh, now they are beginning to realize that uh, you know they are not no longer want to be on the tails of United States. Uh, they want to uh, recognize that they are a block. They need to show, demonstrate. They not only need to demonstrate uh, their capability and responsiveness on their own. They also must protect the nations. For example, Poland and Lithuania have called out to NATO and say, "Hey, you know we are in trouble. I'm a EU nation. You just me to join the block, and we are in the block." And what are you doing to protect my interests? When right around the border, I have Russians hovering, as well as a potential threat from illegal immigrants crossing over. You are not doing anything about it. Uh, so I think that this is uh, this is, in my view, despite uh, your you know our assertion around 2025. I think to me it is very good. They are waking up to the reality that they have to be an independent bloc to protect itself. We need European a stronger. European Union for a better balancing of the world powers.
0: You know, Professor R. Vaidyanathan jokingly says that the average age of Belgium is 41, and the average waist size of the Belgian policeman is also 41 inches. So it it it, it, it just gives you that you know Europe needs to wake up. I hope it does now let's wait and see how it goes russia so, says just
1: to respond to our uh, i think that he has to bring the ambassador car still work in india sir
0: <laughs> i'm sure we'll find a similar analogy for the average european male russia says it is ready to mediate in the belarus immigration crisis did they not create it in the first place
1: Well, you know i think that uh, you know Vladimir is one thing I admire about Mr. Putin is that he is a survivor. he knows how to juggle the global politics uh, and if you see his all his incursions and assertions are around areas of his influence and control of Russia. He is not like Mr. Xi Jinping trying to conquer the world and interfere in every facet of the world issue. So to me I think that uh, to me that uh, a passive power, where he is protecting the right. So he's now saying Belarus and Ukraine and some of these guys in Central Asia, you know, all my old uh, republics or old countries, which are part of my allied group, you know, I'm willing to intervene. and But at the same time, I may be tolerant of some of the stuff that is going on. I don't know whether he's an instigator, but he probably was more tolerant.
0: And rising covid cases across Europe, currently in fourth wave, Poses grave concern and possible return to restrictions. Sridaj, just to finish the thought on be- be- Belarus, it all started with the rigged election. And now I think the deflection from the rigged election to something else appears to be this immigrant problem. Now you also have a situation where Russia is breathing down the neck of Ukraine. So so you see where it is. Now it's all deflection politics, Sergei.
1: Uh, Geopolitics has no logic or no rationale. Why did uh, Belarus allow Turkish planes to land in Belarus with, uh, you know, droves of refugees from, uh, you know, be it Syria, be it uh, uh, Iraq, uh, be it Iran uh, or be it uh, Yemen? Why did it allow in first place? Why did Belarus tolerate? Why did the Belarus national airline allow these people to come in? So there probably is this is. uh, what you call, you know, uh, a strategic bleeding agenda, which eventually engulfs these nations. Uh, that seems to be the uh, that seems to be the uh, the trend. And as I say, there is no logic. They they cre- they created the problem to create a problem, uh, and in the process, uh, you know, use that as a lever to achieve their objectives. Uh, what is the objective? What is the lever they are using? Main gas pipeline from Russia flows through Belarus into EU and they have enough choking points to cut that off. So they're now using that uh, as a mechanism if this follows, uh, if EU imposes more sanctions. So it requires some amount of delicate diplomacy. One of the things that I would say is hey, you know, negotiate with Belarus, work it out, recognize them rather than trying to be uh, accept the problems and see whether you can find a way out of this. So you can solve both uh, the issue of uh, these refugees at the same time being chopped off uh, from the gas supply
0: and uh, your point, uh, your thoughts on the fourth wave of covid in europe
1: well uh, the the facts are that the the, the vaccine efficacies have proved uh, that uh, uh, you know it's not working that's number one number two uh, is that it's probably not uh, you know they let more people to come in uh, that's the second facet the third is how far the fundamental issues the issues being that I think the winter has uh, began to set in in Europe how far uh, the winter is causing the permeation of this whether there is a new variant that has kicked into Europe we don't know just to give you some numbers if I take a look at we'll present it tomorrow um, the active cases in uh, in in Britain is around 1.52 million which we is it went down close to a million. And now it has gone to 1.2, 1.52 million between Germany, France, Netherlands, uh, Russia Russia has moved to number two. Uh, between these nations, uh, the cases are anywhere between 500,000 or 400,000 and upwards. This is just the onset of the winter, uh, just on the verge of the onset of the winter. So you can imagine what this is. This is going to have a collateral consequences as we step into the United States, Uh, United States is around, still around 9.2 million as we kind of uh, get into this show, but uh, but there's some problems looming here. And what concerns me is the efficacy of the vaccines. If both the vaccines have had, you know, the two dual vaccines have taken uh, less than 50% or 52% efficacy as they say, lo and behold, that means we are uh, not shielded from, uh, you know, being uh, infected.
0: And as Biden poll numbers dip, GOP hopefuls are enjoying the largest lead in 40 years, says an ABC poll. This is not a Fox News poll. This is an ABC poll. Sidharji, um, this was expected. I think people are still you know, murmuring that New Jersey should have also gone to GOP. But I think The tide is turning and it's not actually that GOP is performing better, it is the underperformance or the bad performance of the Biden administration. The way I see it, Uh, Siddharth Ji, you've been traveling. What is your impression about how the world is perceiving the Biden administration's six months so far in the uh, presidency? Uh, well, I think that the Biden administration
1: policies are being perceived within the context of as it applies to the United States. Uh, world is riveting with the COVID situation. So therefore, they are trying to address the COVID problems. Much of the displeasure comes from this vaccine supply and lack of availability of the vaccines around the world and United States trying to be selfish. This is one of the initial feedbacks uh, that is coming through. As far as the local policies around the dole outs, as far as the uh, um, uh, as far as the uh, uh, the policies around their uh, budget, uh, the policies around the critical race theory, policies around uh, uh, you know some of the issues around climate accord and etc. I just don't think that this is uh, these issues have seeped into uh, the world mindset uh, with most of them. Uh, with, with most of them focused around their own domestic issues. This is very much a United States problem as we see it right now. You can see that uh, EU was initially unhappy, but EU is now uh, reconstructing its own strategy. India is reconstructing its own strategy, uh, notwithstanding the fact ASEAN uh, and uh, inviting United States for CPTPP membership. United States has basically said no, we are not at this stage. We are not uh, reopening that door again. So therefore, I think that the world is beginning to accept this new normal that is uh, that is coming in, and even for Taiwan issue, uh, people feel that uh, you know they have to uh, take charge on their own, and uh, Taiwan is saying in they are hoping that the United States will be supportive and protective of. Yes, sovereign or uh, an independent, uh, you know, Taiwan, but but at the same time they are protecting themselves, and same is the case with Japan, with increasing in their increasing their defense budget plus also their defense expansion.
0: Srinidhi, I still feel that the world can get control over this COVID virus only if it can identify accurately the source of this, uh, the virus. Otherwise, I think these are all shooting in the dark. Some vaccines they claim they are effective. Some they don't, and and again they use different methods to get there. Uh, I I I I just feel like there is something that is missing. I don't know when China is going to realize this, and I don't know if it's going to be too late. So let's wait and see. This is just my two cents, sir. If you'd like to add to that, please feel free. Before I go to the next line item, there's only one program that is P Guru's program that has highlighted
1: that the COVID can be artificially and manually simulated and dispersed. And only one program that I have seen. Okay, there's a lot of data that I have seen, uh, which speaks about uh, how this uh, virus could have spread any attempt to uh, investigate and find the sources and the causes have been very successfully snuffed out, uh, including in the United States. Republicans have been at it. Uh, to some extent uh, bipartisan Democrats have been at it, uh, but nothing has come out in terms of investigation and determining the sources and the dissemination of this virus through the ecosystem. Unless and until they get to the bottom of it, uh, we're going to continue to live with it. And what other, what also bothers me is a news item that came out in United States yesterday, which is to say in one of the centers, the vaccines that were injected for the age group 2 to 5 had the wrong dosage. So yeah, people don't realize that once you take, once you are given, that's it. It is in your system. Uh, And many of the vaccines have not been, uh, you know, have been done as an emergency approval uh, to combat the disease because you need something to combat it rather than nothing. Uh, But these are all some of the issues which remain still remain in the periphery. I believe we are between 6 to 9 months away from really getting a handle on this issue. We have to get past this winter uh, in Europe and United States. Uh, you all, we already saw the effects of it in Asia, which much of the Asian economy is impacted before we can get to some kind of a reality on you know, how exactly we are going to deal with it.
0: And Senator Ted Cruz says that Biden's spending plan will drive inflation further and will be cruel to Americans. On the contrary, Biden says the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, has no ability to assess his Build Back Better plan. They said this is this is nonsense from Biden. How can he say that CBO is the is a bipartisan? I mean, they are just a government arm, and they know how to you know weigh how much money is in the system. They know M1, M2, M2 M3. How can he say that this has got no ability to assess? I'm I'm just getting a little. You know, if you want to rebut something, you have to rebut with data. And I see the data part lacking in Biden's stance. Sir. Well, I think
1: uh, advocacy and activism is the forefront of your policy. When you have predetermined what your course is by virtue of the caucus that runs your administration, which is dispense, 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 then it doesn't matter what the truth is because you are refusing to look at the truth. Uh, you know, you, you cut off your oil supplies and you ask the OPEC to increase the oil supplies. The energy prices goes up. Uh, you issue mandates. The mandates when implemented implies that it is going to take time. It is about people's choice. It chokes your logistics. It chokes your employment that is reflected in 4.3 million people leaving workforce, not unemployed. They are leaving. They quit their jobs. So. When you look at all the micro and macro parameters and refuse to accept and you feel that your agenda is the only thing that matters because you are about to lose it, lose that mandate, then there is nothing nothing that comes in the way that is logical and empirical uh, is the basis for decision making. In fact, Janet Yellen herself has stated that the inflation is real and it is going to stay for some time. Uh, before it normalizes. But the story is, what is the consequence of it? We don't know.
0: Sridharji, prices have shot through the roof. I mean, uh, hotel occupancy, if you look at it, the prices have doubled across the world. It's not just India. It's not just US. It's in India. It's across the world. I am completely gobsmacked at the amount of expenses that I'm incurring in my next trip to India, sir. I mean, I'm like, what the heck happened here? I mean, we are still not back to normal, but it's as if the world is taking, wreaking vengeance on those bold enough to step out of their comfort zone. Anyway, uh, I, I just wanted to add one more of Dr. Uh, Professor uh, uh you know, uh, acronyms. He calls people as double distilled Dumbos. And I think we are going to be at a point where we are going to have an add a fourth D that will be Democrats, D, 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 D D4. So let's see what happens hopefully they'll see the, smell the coffee and and ride their ship otherwise this is going nowhere that's just my two cents sir manchin also doubts biden's assertion that more spending will curb inflation it flies against in the face of you know what has been observed for what Keynesian economics uh, economics have been around for 100 years close to
1: I think Keynesian economy works uh, around. Uh, you know, a government must intervene and increase uh, cash in circulation, and people are people, and manufacturing is uh, industries impacted either on the ravage of a famine, in the ravage of a uh, pandemic, uh, or on the back of a war. Uh, now, if you take the logic here on the pandemic, we have infused close to ten trillion dollars, six point five trillion dollars, uh, you know, in 2021. Uh, 2020 and we have further injected another uh, 1.2 trillion plus maybe another 2.5 trillion so we are already close to 10 trillion dollars in fusion there's a limit to which the amount of debt that can be added even amortized as it may be uh, before the law of uh, diminishing returns that is what we have is law of diminishing returns because too much of money uh, is uh, is not good that is reflected let's say how, how is it reflected we have covered again the amount of cash in the bank accounts the amount of personal cash that people have retained despite spending despite the 2020 we have we saw a spike in online spending 2021 we continue to see uh, the hike in spending it came from two parameters two drivers first driver is the energy price in 2021 has gone up this is the gas has or the oil has gone up from forty-five dollars to about eighty dollars. It went up to eighty-five dollars. So, therefore, to some extent, that money is biting into the into the wallet. The second one is the interest rates. The interest rates so far has remained accommodative, so that has added to those who have, uh, you know, mortgages, etc., additional dispensable cash. And the third, if I may add, is the stimulus that has been added by virtue of these child credits and other types of programs. But this is not. This is not an economic act. This is not a sustainable way by which you can run and contain the inflation. This is the core of the issue that United States is facing.
0: Sridharji, on a related topic, are the borders now closed, or are they still open, and people can just get through? Because I know there's another car caravan coming up. Uh, borders are never closed. Sir, that is the policy of the caucus group led by Mr.
1: Bernie Sanders and uh, AOC. Uh, you know, no, no, no question of closing the borders. No question of the wall. No question of ICE. There's lots of issues. Uh, we don't have the time window. We'll probably cover uh, another session, which is namely the, all the assertions that is being made by Mr. Mayorkas uh, is found to be not consistent with the investigations that has been done. Now the House is asking for uh, this guy to come back, and uh, you know, represent the House and Senate both are asking him to present himself. Now forget that point we are now talking about dog paying reparations for those illegal refugees uh, who were left uh, you know who felt the stay in mexico policy impact being left behind reparations taxpayers are going to pay money because you know well well uh, well intended uh, legal advocates here uh, you know file litigation and then the government is forced to pay so again taxpayers have to pay for these things so there's no logic or rationality when you look at all this um, these questions and the the economic outlays that is being set aside for non-economic activity and there's definitely a consequence as a result of this.
0: Senator Tom Cotton says that the rise in gas prices is the intended consequences of Joe Biden energy policy and not some accident. I completely agree with him on this point. Uh, Sridharji, we have been saying belaboring this over and over again at the risk of making the viewers bored. Let's just you know give me a couple of lines and then we'll go on to the next uh, line item, sir.
1: Well, I think that uh, this whole fundamental belief, I think you touched on this with regard to China, which is namely, if they continue to go an alternate route and source coal and reignite and uh, do the excavation and exploration of new mines, there is a time delay between the time they complete this process and the coal becomes available for uh, the thermal power stations and then the power reaching manufacturing and retail. I think you made that point. The same applies to United States. If you're going to cut all the fossil fuel supplies and overnight supply, overnight uh, move to electronic vehicles and electronic outlets, you need minimum three to four years for that to happen. You can't first choke your own supply and then put a transition plan without a budget and assume that this will all happen in 12 months and everything will be transitioned. So this is what Tom cotton is saying about this is an intended consequence to hurt this economy. Why it is to hurt the economy? To hurt the economy because you can continue to use that as a justification to borrow more and more and more to put into the system.
0: So, so the, I think we are going to start calling people with the D4 moniker if this thing continues and we can nail their statements, which caused these kinds of disruption in the US economy. It's high time somebody took that step. Steel company that smuggled illegal immigrant workers forfeits $6 million to feds and criminal charges against the owner have been dropped. So basically, the guy pays a fine and the, the charges have been dropped. Is that how it is? that is we are in an era of amnesty. You pay and you go, you committed illegal, maybe next time you do
1: more and you get away. He brought in the cheap labour prices. The government was tolerant. There are plenty of supply. so no problem.
0: Sir, uh, on a a related topic, I think two or three uh, DGIs ago, we talked about the United States DOJ sending out notices to people who have come in illegally to appear in front of a judge or something to that effect. But many of them are moving and where are they going to register? Sir, illegals are not going to go and register in front of any place. The only place you can catch them is when they are coming in. It's a good news item, sir. It's a good news item
1: uh, to do your PR. That's it.
0: I mean, do you you think Democrats, do you think that people are dumbos? I mean, this kind of news, do you think people aren't aren't going to challenge you? And then you continue to do this thing. I I don't know. I mean, this is just putting mud on one's own head is how I see it. Worker shortages drive companies to boost benefits amid holiday hires with positions starting at $16.00 and 75 cents per hour in fact if you watch any youtube show today amazon is adding advertising at the top of their speed i mean like they are every second ad i see is amazon touting that they are starting at 15 and they are going up i mean great that you are doing that but the point here is that you know many people who should be working are not working And That is the point that needs to happen because these people have experience of having worked in those jobs. That is something that cannot be replicated like a switch, like the the Biden administration thought. (laughs) I'm sorry, viewers, I'm getting a little, you know, exasperated here because knowingly doing the same thing over and over and hoping for a different result is the definition of insanity. Sridharji, your thoughts?
1: I think I, I I would say that this is an internal battle between the progressive caucus versus the moderate democrats. The moderate democrats or the traditional Democrats will not engage in such policies, sir. Okay, they've never done that. But the progressive group, the progressive caucus is what is driving some of this what you call illogical decisions that is going on within the administration. They seem to be holding the sway, they seem to be holding the power block. It's frightening to assume that if they completely take over the Democratic Party, what is in store for the United States? So I won't blame the Democratic Party per se, but I would say point fingers at this progressive group, which has no iota of economics in their mindset or DNA. And unfortunately, they hold the sway
0: uh, and driving some of the things around the Biden policies and the Modi government is going to decide on a 21,000 crore predator drone deal with the United States. This has been in discussions and at the peak of the Ladakh crisis, two drones were leased from the United States. I think this was a time when Mike Pompeo was still the Secretary of State, if I remember correctly. And, and I think there were some discussions of the phone call from Vice President Kamala Harris to um, the um, Minister Nitin Gadkari also in, in connection with this, Sridharji. What's the latest on this? Well, I think that uh, I don't know all the specific
1: insights that you are uh, alluding to, but I do know that the drones have become a very important. Uh, Mike Pompeo clearly led the effort in making those drones available. Uh, and Mike Pompeo even stood in India and made the statement, we know what China is doing in the Ladakh region. Um, If you remember the the BEX deal, which is bilateral exchange of communication services deal that was initiated and struck, which is to offer the satellite imagery to Indian armed forces uh, as a mechanism. Now, of course, India has its own satellites, which can cover the region uh, under cloud or without cloud cover as to what is happening. Uh, and then these drones clearly help in the surveillance. So I think on the backup that they have they've recognized with increased buildup and increased infrastructure being developed by China, the uh, drones were an imperative and it looks like India is going to get it as a continuation, at least between defense to defense between India and United States, things seems to be moving forward. And of course, the defense lobby is very powerful in the United States. They need the money because to reboot the economic, economic
0: system and India is a big buyer. And, and viewers, uh, there's a bit of more of the perspective of the drone strategy that China and uh, through Pakistan and Turkey is uh, adopting now. And there is a, a seven-minute video that I taped yesterday about why India has increased the reach of the border security force from 15 kilometers to 5050 kilometers. Do watch that one for getting a little bit more perspective. Drones are going to be the next generation. Uh, you know, eyes and ears, as well as your fighting uh, front line of offense. In my opinion, let's wait and see how this plays out. Russia has already trained Indian specialists to operate the first set of S-400 missiles delivered. See, the ji, I want to set just set the context here. Some people are dead against India buying S-400. Some others from India have said that the S-400 missiles do not have any software or hardware from China, and that this is a crown jewel of Russia and that Russia knows that if once it lets China get into its crown jewel, then it is game over. And therefore, that S-400 is quite safe. This is just what I have been told. This has been reiterated many times on P-Gurus several Hangouts. I'm just putting it out there because there's a chance that some congressman's staff could be watching this program. So understand that there is more layers here than what is being shown. Sridharji, your thoughts? I think uh, I'll give a little bit of a on the software from Russia.
1: Okay, I uh, graduated from IIT uh, Bombay, uh, and uh, it, there we had Russian computers. Uh, you know, I'm talking about going, you know, forty-five years, uh, called EC ten thirty or EC series. We had uh, firstly there was the software was in Russian. None of us could kind of understand. But India was competent enough and from compilers to assemblers to the software, India wrote and they made this bloody EC series computers work and lots of things have been done. So if S-400 uh, technology is applied to India, India is uh, has enough uh, brain power and mind power in terms of what they can do with it. So software will not be an issue. As far as the Chinese is concerned in terms of their ability, the Chinese can. Sir, they are one of the leading warriors of uh, uh, cyber attacks in the world. They may they will make Russians look uh, pure uh, within within the context of uh, within the context of the Russian software. So the story is that you know those who want to hack can hack. The question is what you can do with it in a combat situation. I think this is where what India is saying is give us the tools that we need uh, and don't worry about uh, the strategy and execution. We know how to deal with it be it drones, uh, be it S-400 and so on. So this is not some kind of an armchair strategy discussion, but this is about the armed forces capable of defending itself once the tools
0: are given and don't deny the tools. And the Asia Development Bank extends a $61 million loan to improve the infrastructure of Tripura's Agartala. Uh, Sriramji, does India need these kind of loans now? Can can it not uh, finance it itself? So I think the basic theory here is that the ADB has a set of developmental programs. This has been agreed
1: to, and India is part of ADB. India is also part of this uh, other uh, this infrastructure bank in China. So they contribute capital. When you contribute capital, therefore, you know you are entitled to receive some benefits. Uh, you don't want to be like United States where you are dumping capital without getting anything. What is United States getting from IMF, World Bank, United Nations and uh, you know, a pl- plethora of organizations? Remember, United States reserves is only about $250 billion and United States is the biggest debtor in the world. So therefore, that uh, India is applying the right model. You are giving the capital, deploy the capital, no problem. Whether it is coming via debt, whether it is coming via foreign direct investment or whether it is raised domestically, it doesn't matter. So to me, deploy the capital, derive the benefits and move forward. I think that's the last city, probably ADB identified, they're putting the capital, use it, sir. That's how I look at it.
0: Very sensible, sir, and uh, thanks for clarifying that. Exports jumped to 43% and imports jumped to 62% in October in signs of India's rebounding economy. S- Sridharji, the uh, Fitch rating has still maintained a BBB minus with a negative outlook, but the numbers seem to show otherwise. What is the disconnect here, Sridharji?
1: I think the disconnect is that uh, the, uh, you have to look at rating agency with some lens of skepticism. You know, they have their own methodologies by which uh, they rate. Um, there's there's a lot of inconsistent information that is uh, ditched out by a number of organizations and agencies and many of these agencies uh, are you know littered with staff with you know some method old methodologies in their mindset as far as the reserves is concerned india has plenty of results as far as the uh, uh, the macro and microeconomics is concerned it points to a growth trajectory so what is the concern of the rating agencies the rating agencies concerns are, whether India will require more fiscal stimulus, whether it is going to borrow more money to induce stimulus into the program in the absence of credit expansion from the banking sector. So if that is the case, does it put risk on the balance sheet of the Indian debt? So this is where um, this is what they
0: are uh, talking about uh, in terms of rating uh, rating B versus rating A. Um, I just wanted to touch upon a news item that somebody had commented that there was uh, an outage yesterday. I believe it was a Google server uh, that got hacked and many com- uh, many websites that were based on the Google server got affected. I think it is back up now. Uh, Indian Central Bank has deep concerns around cryptocurrencies. Sridharji, this is something that I think they need to get educated on. I think they should look at our first episode where we had looked at it in some depth. In fact, I was the one who was asking you all the questions about. I was a doubting Thomas in that particular instance, and you were the one who was giving out the explanation of why cryptocurrencies, especially in a country-to-country transaction, and so on. Sridharji, now, what do you think India needs to do? I mean. You can't just ignore something that's a compelling technology. To me, blockchain is a compelling technology, and there are many uses for it, and that can be put to use. Forget, let's say, a cryptocurrency is just an application of that blockchain technology. Slight difference. I think people need to understand some of these things before they start saying, this is good, this is bad. Uh, don't put a broad brush to tar it with. This is how I look at it. Certainly, you are more familiar with this, sir. Perhaps you can spend a couple of minutes explaining this. We are well into 40 minutes, but I think that's okay. This is important. Today, everybody needs to know the good, the bad, and the ugly aspect of cryptocurrencies. India's primary worry seems to be stemming from
1: money laundering and the uh, cryptos being used for potential anti-national security type of activities. I think that's, where, uh, that's one of the primary objections. Uh, that's where concerns that is coming from second is probably India is a bit late to the game in accepting uh, the cryptos and putting an infrastructure as to what needs to be done. Uh, All this could change over a period of time, once India begins to understand uh, the infrastructure that it needs to put in place, irrespective of whether it accepts or rejects it. Uh, So I think I would suggest that uh, you're going to see a controlled evolution, notwithstanding the fact the initial reaction of we are extremely concerned, extremely concerned, extremely concerned. Um, Remember the uh, crypto today is not around the world is not recognized for business transactions. If there are then there is probably some extent of G2G transactions, uh, but mostly it is around the wallets around the retail individual consumer with uh, various KYC types of policies. But having said that, Uh, It is uh, the internal banking systems are not well organized as yet in many countries. For example, in the United States, they're slowly beginning to embrace and accept where your bank account can be used to fund and a bank account can be used for redemption and depositing the money. Uh, Some of the uh, more advanced countries like uh, Korea, Japan, even small Singapore have started to accept uh, around the retail side of the business. So my uh, China is of course, uh, you know, is quite draconian. It it, it keeps a very close uh, eye on the crypto transactions. Uh, So you're going to see India eventually join in some mechanism to accept uh, the crypto ecosystem. And as you rightly pointed out, the underlying technologies, such as the encryption, such as the distributed ledger, such as the blockchain, Etc., will eventually become part of the mainstream. But the main concern is around the open distribution of crypto as a payment mechanism to individuals and institutions.
0: Um, viewers, there is going to be an in-depth discussion between, I and, between me and uh, Sridharji on cryptocurrencies where we are going to talk about all these things. For example, he touched upon the two words, distributed ledger technology and blockchain. Uh, the way I look at it, and Sridharji can correct me if I'm wrong, and he will do that in that program. Blockchain is a subset of distributed ledger technology. Distributed ledger technology is a more wider concept. But anyway, so the point here is those are excellent, excellent foundational platforms for implementing your land reform, uh, land record maintenance, elections, uh, you know, even monitoring currency, not the way that the, the, um, the Indian government is looking at, but there's a different way to do this thing. I have been at pains to explain this to Many banks in India, I did this two, three years ago. Somehow I just did not see the traction. Maybe they were not seized of the matter at that point. Perhaps maybe now they are. I am going to be in India. I'm, you know, I'm open. If anybody reaches out to me, I'll be happy to come and give them an explanation in a more in-depth manner. What is a blockchain and how it can be harnessed for more efficient banking operations. Sridharji, let's take a look at markets now. Standard and Poor's and Dow climb to record closes after strong retail data. Home Depot leads the Dow higher. This is, of course, the Dow Jones Industrial. Um, Janet Yellen says inflation will remain at an elevated levels until COVID is controlled. Goes back to what I was saying that you need to understand where it started because unless you know where it started, You don't know the starting point, starting variables. Therefore, your vaccine is not going to be that effective. Japan and Thailand GDP is back into contraction mode with COVID cases last quarter. I don't know, sir. This is like a mantra. I'm saying the same thing again and again. Find the source, find the source, find the source. (laughs) Well, you know, political
1: ecosystem is different to rational ecosystem. So therefore, you know, Uh, political ideology is probably conflict with uh, rational ideologies, which is namely, let's address the issue, let's tackle the disease, let's make the world a better place. But sometimes if you use that as a geopolitical weapon, and for for you to achieve your specific agenda, then we witness these types of chaos that we are witnessing. At least, fortunately, we are able to travel, notwithstanding the fact that you probably have to take, you know, 16 different types of vaccines uh, before 16 different types of uh, tests, you know, from uh, you know uh, antigens to RT-PCRs to PCRs and rapid PCRs before you board the plane. After you land in the plane, Uh, you know, keep your noses and your uh, your uh, throat very clean because those two things will be attacked with instruments so that uh, they can determine. Uh, whether you are fit enough to travel and fit enough not to infect
0: somebody else. Absolutely. Sir. In one of my samplings, my nose was too dry and, and I had to do something <laughs> to try and make it wet. Oh my God, this is it, it, it's fun. Anyway, the fact that despite all these things, you and I are traveling shows our enthusiasm to interact and meet with people. Today, it's not a fun time to travel, especially long flights because you have to have your mask on practically throughout, except when you are eating. Although that time gives you enough time to spread because the, the cabin is pressurized. I mean, I'm sometimes bogged, sir. Once you are in with a negative, then why don't you just let people be without masks? Anyway, they have to take their masks off to eat and the, the air is getting recirculated anyway. So uh, this is just my two thing, two cents. Viewers, we took a little bit longer today, but I think we have covered a rich amount of data. Sridharji, uh, thank you so much. and I apologize for not doing it yesterday. We had some technical difficulties. Also, we have today seen some technical difficulty as far as YouTube is concerned, and we will address that right away. Thank you once again, Sridharji. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place with more DGI. Please do as soon as the program starts click on the like button please help us achieve our goal we want to get to a much higher uh, zone in terms of views of dgi we are diligent with our data we don't want to you know take sides in this and we want to make sure that you the viewer gets the truth thank you very much and see you again tomorrow namaskar
1: thank you namaskar have a wonderful day wonderful evening and uh, we'll be back tomorrow you know to continue with this you know wonderful uh, you know navigation around the world
0: <laughs> thank you sir